Welcome back to the Beauty Aside podcast. I am your host, Gentry Quinn, and I am so excited because today we are going to be talking about how to trade your day job for your dream job. I bet a lot of you can relate out there. Welcome to the Beauty Aside podcast. I'm Gentry Quinn. I dropped out of school at the age of 17, got my GED, and still managed to build multiple businesses and a beauty line from the ground up. Beauty aside, each week we'll be talking with entrepreneurs and learning what it takes to achieve balance and what it really means to follow your dreams. Before we begin, I just want to take a brief minute to let y'all know some really, really huge news. If you haven't heard already, uh, me and my business partner, Alex, have decided to launch two online courses this fall. One is called Jumpstart Your Online Business. It's pretty self-explanatory. And the second is my complete beauty brand boot camp where I'll give you my exact formula and how I developed my lucrative beauty brand over the last five years to save you time and money. So if you, my friend, are in the market to expand your brick and mortar to online or if you're an entrepreneur just getting started or if you've always dreamt of starting your own beauty brand... Keep an eye out for those details later this summer. So let's dive in how to trade your day job or your dream job. Now, it's important for me to go back just a little bit. My mom was a cosmetologist. So when I started doing makeup, you would have thought that it would have come totally naturally to me, right? But it didn't. My dream was to always work on films, but I didn't know to what capacity At first, I thought I wanted to be an actress, and then from an early age, I knew I loved to write, but that that wasn't it. Um, It wasn't until I was an intern on a no-budget short film in my early 20s that I paired up with the key makeup and hair artist that I remember thinking, hmm, this is fun, and hmm, I'm kind of good at it. Oh, and uh, a little fun side note, I worked with Jay Duplass on this first tiny little film, who later went on with his brother Mark and their production company, the Duplass Brothers, to direct big name movie stars like John C. Riley, Marissa Tomei, and Jonah Hill, and Cyrus, Go Jay, and Mark. So where was I? A few years later, I was back to working office jobs and living paycheck to paycheck, okay? So occasionally I'd land an extra job where I'd sit back and take in all the ins and outs of filmmaking with excitement, genuine excitement. Now this is a true story. I even auditioned for Forrest Whitaker one time while being on, being an extra on Hope Floats starring Sandra Bullock, partially filmed here in Austin. Then later I was an extra on this congeniality. Go Sandra. And if you hit pause right When the models are entering the bus in front of the hotel, you can see me with my tall legs and a red Lederhosen outfit on and double buns on my head, y'all. So back to the boring office jobs. It wasn't until I get laid off three times in a row from office jobs that I didn't even really know that I didn't want to try so hard to get jobs that I didn't even want. Sigh. That's when I had my aha moment. I printed out all of the prerequisites from a local college and highlighted all of the RTF, that's radio, television, and film, classes that I needed to take that would transfer to the one and only film school at the University of Texas. Now, at this point, it's probably important to note that I dropped out of school 
at the age of 17. And I didn't even know that I was allowed to go to college. Okay, guys, I want you to really hear that until my boyfriend at the time filled me in. I was shocked. Uh, at that time, I only had one goal, and that was to get my GED. So you see, I've been working since uh, the age of 15. My first job was at a deluxe gas station scooping bluebell ice cream. And one of the fondest memories was serving Lyle Lovett and Julia Roberts when they were married and cruised through town on one of his tours. She leaned in about her banana nut ice cream scoop and said, big. Needless to say, once I tasted money, freedom, and ice cream, I really didn't get school anymore. This isn't something I'm proud of. I just understood that if you were responsible, you got to make money, and you got to buy things like a car, and a car equaled freedom to go and be anywhere I wanted, and that is exactly what I did. So back to getting laid off three times in a row. When I started to have the awakening to go to college, that didn't answer the question of how I would make money. Remember, money equals freedom. At that time, I was living with my partner, so I did have a level of financial support that I never had before in my life, but I still needed to contribute. So once I was laid off and had a few days to actually think about what I was good at or what I really enjoyed for the first time in my entire life, the first thought was makeup. Makeup, it's the only thing I had ever done for work, well, kind of, it was for free as an intern, but that still counts, right? So, you know, you got to realize, to put it in perspective, that at that time, there was no Facebook, influencers, blogs, podcasts, or social media. We barely used cell phones. There's something so real and raw about the way we used to operate around without our devices, right? I mean, I still remember having a pager just a few years before that. If someone left you a secret code, you could like translate it. I love you. But this, my friend, was the era of Craigslist. So I set up an ad and it wasn't long before I had a beautiful model to show up at my door. I gathered the makeup I had and I did a pretty nice job, which I then used on my website and printed portfolio. Yes, I said printed. I still distinctly remember one of my, one of her bottom lashes being crossed right? Because we're always our worst critics, aren't we? But uh, overall, it was a good start. Now, I then asked any and all of my friends if I could do their makeup. Then I'd take a picture of it and I'd add it to the page or my hard copy portfolio until I had my first paying client, which was actually a referral of someone I had done makeup on for free. I charged a whopping $40 for it. And to this day, I still have a little guilt over the raccoon eyes that I created for her on her wedding day. But what can I say? You live and you learn. So I also somehow got talked into selling Mary Kay along the way. And I have to say, I was actually pretty good at it. But overall, I just couldn't see myself driving the big pink pretty car like my superior, who was at the very top of the beauty chain. So I decided to stick with pursuing a freelance career in makeup. Now, after a couple of years of hustling, I met with my first wedding consultant. So pay close attention. This is whom I organically met at a wedding. At this point, I had barely done more than advertise a few dollars with a few dollars on Google. And all the jobs I got were word of mouth. While I was trying to build my business, I took random part-time jobs um, often helping families with their kids or working as a receptionist while also going to school for radio, television, and film. 
I still remember so clearly the wedding consultant and I sat at the bar at the Cheesecake Factory and she told me about her team and how she was starting to get busy and needed a makeup artist that they could refer gigs to. I told her about my services and that if she referred brides to me, I'd give them 10% off. Now that was the beginning of a very long and fruitful relationship to say the least. Above all else, my customer service rule was that I would never let brides-to-be go if they were not happy. I learned this from my mother-in-law at the time who worked at Whole Foods for years and years. I would never let the bride see the finished makeup look until she was fully done at our trial run. So I could immediately tell if she wasn't happy when she looked in the mirror before she even spoke a word. So after about three years of mastering my craft, I had built up my reputation as being a reliable makeup artist, and I started to work with multiple consultants. I also made it a point to make appointments with managers at fancy resorts and get on their vendors list when possible. This kind of word of mouth approach and prioritizing customer service really afforded me the opportunity to quit all of my other side hustles and eventually just focus on college and makeup for years to come all the way up through my graduation. Yes, finally at UT, the same girl who once didn't know she could get a GED. There were weekends when I had three weddings. There were also weekends when I had three weddings in one day. I quickly had to set boundaries and prioritize things for myself and create an ironclad agreement that would protect me as an artist. When I would have a situation that would occur, I'd take it to my agreement. And after a while, there was no experience I had not had in the wedding world and nothing that was outlined, wasn't outlined, excuse me, in my agreement. So after a while, I even decided to pay for an assistant so that I could take on larger jobs and maximize profits while helping other makeup artists out at the same time. Now, instead of it being only me able to do maybe five or six people within a certain time frame, I can now do parties of 10 or even more and still make the majority of the money while doing less work. But before you think I was taking it easy, I was the one whose reputation was at risk. I was the one who had built all the contacts and the one who had secured the jobs. The makeup artist merely had to show up, do the work and left with the money. Not bad for either of us. So I remember hearing other makeup artists along the way criticize the bridal world for being high maintenance or difficult, but honestly, the only thing I ever found it to be was highly profitable. So that's perception. Now word of mouth is arguably the most powerful thing you can have on your side. Today, it might look a little different, a lot being online, like social proofing as they say, but it's still the same ball game. The beauty of working for yourself is that you don't ever have to work with anyone you don't want to work with. I mean, there is an etiquette you want to adhere to. If you don't particularly like something someone says or does, it's a good idea to kind of keep it quiet as a professional. But overall, I had the choice and that was nice. I love the flexibility of being able to work mostly on the weekends, being able to sleep in without an alarm and having plenty of time to work on my screenplays. So looking back, I honestly never remember turning away a job or losing one for that matter, except for one unfortunate circumstance when a wedding was called off. To protect myself, I clearly stated in my policies 
and my agreement that my deposits were non-refundable unless there was sickness or death. So if someone reserved a day and a time, that meant that someone else could not. And that is how I made my money. So details were really, really important. I can't stress the importance of protecting yourself if you're an independent contractor. Also, it's important to note that I went out of my way to nurture my relationships. I mean, I sent $5 gift cards on holidays and handwritten notes to my clients, thanking them for allowing me to serve them. Now later, the success also led me to work on other jobs in film, print, TV commercials, and with celebrities like Edie Falco from The Sopranos and Alicia Cooperg that you may know from 24 and The Ranch. Now fast forward to today, I've created my own cruelty-free beauty brand and natural skincare line that helps women over 35 revitalize their skin. I have co-owned a brick and mortar store and currently have two successful online businesses with my partner, Alex, that some of you may know. I don't set an alarm unless I have to. I create my schedule and I have the flexibility to shape a life I truly, truly love. If you had told this girl who dropped out of school at the age of 17 that it was possible to make hundreds of dollars in one day and that she would have the freedom to work from anywhere by the age of 40, I'm pretty sure she wouldn't have believed you. Luckily, I've always had the non-judgmental support and love of my family and friends as I've tried to figure my life out. I also know as an adult that not everyone has that support. So I would like to be that person for you today. If you're out there listening and you feel lost or alone or hopeless or like no one else understands you, I want you to know that regardless of where you are now, there is a great big world out there full of possibilities. And just because something doesn't seem to be in your favor now doesn't mean that you can't position yourself in life for everything that's good. So here's what I want you to do. Start out by asking yourself what it is that you're passionate about. And you get really, really clear on that. If you don't know yet, that's okay, but it will come to you with time and experience. The more you figure out what you don't want is great because that means you'll understand what you do want. And don't let any person tell you that you're not capable. If you have a dream that you're capable of dreaming, then you're capable, period. Just start where you are. Start that program you're interested in by taking just one class or try the one thing out that inspires you by interning for free like I did. And for God's sake, practice and keep learning. It's the only thing that will give you confidence when you're feeling a little insecure about what it is you want to do or where you want to go. And while this wasn't meant to be a motivational speech, I do hope that it motivates you to reach for your highest version of yourself or whatever is in your heart because you are here, you're important, capable, and so, so worth it. So a few takeaways today. Start somewhere, work for free, build a portfolio. You can do everything, just not at the same time. Work with what you do have and do not focus on what you don't. Julia Roberts loves banana nut ice cream. Couldn't help it. Give yourself some time to figure out what you want to do. Clarity comes from doing, not from thinking. So don't slam your head into the wall if you don't have all the answers right now. Be scrappy and unafraid to make mistakes. It's the only way to learn. Consider working side hustle jobs until your dream takes off. Establish contracts to protect yourself. Network with other industry professionals and offer incentives to their clients when they refer you. It makes them and you look good. Go the extra mile, send a handwritten note when possible. Don't underestimate the power of word of mouth. I've built and I've enjoyed a highly successful freelance career for over a decade this way. 
and paid less than $10 a month on Google advertising, which leads me to my last takeaway, which is Google is still a great place to affordably advertise. The quote I'm going to leave you with today is from the late Dr. Wayne Dyer, who said, it's never crowded along the extra mile. And he's right, guys. Now, if you or anyone you know is interested in building your own beauty brand or needs help jumpstarting your dream job online, make sure to sign up for our newsletter at gentrycoin.com so you can be the first to hear about our two new courses we'll be offering this fall. And remember, the more you know, the more you glow.